The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Alt Playground. APG is more than just a place to find couples to swap with. Alt Playground is a lifestyle community for all non-monogamous and sexually adventurous people to connect and share. And you know I started a profile. Join me over at altplayground.net. That's A-L-T playground.net. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all you vaccinated vixens, all you coughing cuck colds, and a big old shout out to all of the MILFs wearing masks. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Mm. Yeah, masks. You gotta wear them because they're good for you. No? How about vaccines? Gotta take them unless the scientists say not to. And by scientists, I don't mean like your doctor friend Greg, who's actually just an eye doctor, but I mean like actual scientists who study public health. Yeah. No. Why am I singing? This is uncomfortable. Hi. Welcome to the show. (laughs) this week on the podcast i've got on fellow comedian reed anderson he does not sing at all i promise (laughs) uh really great conversation we had looking forward to sharing it with you in a little bit but first glory hole etiquette are we familiar with glory hole etiquette people i don't know if we are I, i feel like there just needs to be more awareness like maybe we can have a glory hole etiquette awareness week at least a day, can we get a glory hole appreciation day where we all kind of educate ourselves on how to like, you know, properly attend a glory hole? I'm just not sure if people seem to know because I had such a horrid experience last week. Ah! Uh, I, I won't get into the specifics, specifics of that encounter because like there's no need to be mean to this lady. Uh, but just there, there are some tips I would have given if I had known I need to give in such tips. The first one being respect the curtain respect the barrier whether it's you know a slab of wood or a sheet or whatever it is respect the physical boundary all right this is a glory hole this is not a feel each other up around and underneath the curtain hole this is not a hey let's make out through the whole hole this is a glory hole respect that (laughs) second tip i'd give you uh, if you're attending a glory hole, less talking. Yeah, um, we're using our mouths not for speaking as much as we are for sucking dick. That is the purpose of a glory hole. Uh, I'm not saying you're not supposed to talk when you're with a lover. I'm not saying you're not supposed to talk like when you're sucking a dick. Uh, I'm like Robert Mueller. There's a tight scope, a narrow focus of my investigation. And it's just like if you're at specifically a glory hole, we are not doing chit chat. No small talk. Maybe don't call me daddy. Uh, you don't know how I feel about the term daddy. Maybe maybe don't ask me, oh, am I the best you've ever had? It's like, not now. It's a glory hole. <laughs> a penis goes in, someone sucks it, they leave. It's a quiet, semi-shameful experience. Please keep it that way. Uh, and another thing I want to say is uh, respect the secrecy of the glory hole. Even if someone says, like, I don't want guys at the glory hole, like, let's like me, let's take me, for example, I have a glory hole hanging in my apartment because I'm a ridiculous human being. 
Now, I have an ad up, and if it says, please no men, that's really the most control I can have over it. If you are going to not respect whatever, you know, gender identity somebody wants on the other side of their glory hole, at least do them the courtesy of, like, masking your true identity. Glory holes are one of the few limited places I think it's okay to be mildly dishonest about who you are because at the end of the day, no one's supposed to know who the other person is. You can have an ideal person on the other end, but you don't get to choose that. So if a guy showed up in my glory hole and blew me, like I, I'm not, so long as I don't know, I don't think that harm has been caused. Now, if someone shows up claiming to be a woman, I feel all this facial hair and I start hearing this deep voice, uh, you know, I'm probably going to pull myself out and very politely say like, hey, I think I'm good for the day. The first person who attended my glory hole turns out to be a trans woman. And like, I'm okay with that. Cause like in that moment, I did not know if I know before the moment then I'm thinking about it in the moment. And now we've kind of taken me out of the scene, respect the secrecy and anonymity of the glory hole. And if you're not going to be who they claim they want you to be like, just quietly be nothing. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. I'm certainly, uh, you know, appropriating from gay culture a little bit with the glory hole. So, hey, I'm going to toss this one out there into the ether. Are you a man part of the queer world? Do you have quite the experience with glory holes? Do you think uh, I missed something grossly here? Or do you have something you want to add? Shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com and we can continue this dialogue about glory hole etiquette. But just something, I don't know, had a burning desire to share with you. Don't know how I'm going to segue out of this one, so I'm just going to go for it. Folks, I'll do a quick fan whore appreciation moment and say thank you to Krista for a lot. Hope I'm saying your last name right, but you are just like, you are like the cutest peep show lurker. You know, you pop, you pop that cute butt of yours up into the group chat once or twice a month. And isn't that the beauty of the group? Thanks for being a member, Krista. And a shout out to T. Scott Griffith. You sound like a 19th century oil baron. Yeah. I drink your milkshake, which is kind of just beverage cuckolding, if anything. <laughs> but thank you for being a member, dude, uh, for spending some of your oil money on me. And before we get to this week's guest, Reed Anderson, we're flying through it today, people. Going to keep that intro tight. This is important. You need to know about this. The Earn It Act. A.K.A. FOSTA SESTA 2.0, the Earn It Act, has now been introduced into Congress. Uh, if I've been reading things correctly, it has now uh, been introduced in the House of Representatives, and I believe it is in committee in the Senate. Now, this is, uh, this is scary because as fucking dysfunctional as our government is, as much as our government won't even debate, a relief bill, a coronavirus relief bill right now. They're still finding time to attack whores and not just attack whores, but attack you because legislation like FOSTA-SESTA, legislation like the Earn It Act, these things censor the internet. The Earn It Act is going to create a fucking committee to decide basically what's okay and not okay to say on the internet. 
All you free speech nerds need to listen up. This is why I don't buy the libertarians, because they keep going, man, 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 First Amendment, I want to say the N-word. But then, like you say, hey, they're doing this legislation that not only attacks sex work, which a libertarian should be in support of because it's doing what you want to do with your own body, but it's also going to about to censor the internet and make it a less sexy place to be. And all of a sudden, they're silent. So, fuck the libertarians. I need, I want, some of your favorite whores want you, yes, you, to call your people right now. I missed the boat. I was too late uh, to encourage you to do anything when Fosta Sesta was happening. Not for nothing, a lot of us slept on this thing. It's why some of your favorite sex-talking people on the internet have a hard time getting exposure. Having, you know, it's why a lot of them get their posts suppressed. It's why a lot of them get shadow banned. Hi, I'm one of these people. So I need you, we need you to call your people right now, and we need you to tell them to vote no on the Earn It Act, and tell them to vote no on internet censorship. I have a link in the show notes so you can find out who your reps are. Uh, personally, I called my, uh, my my New Jersey senators, Cory Booker and Bob Menendez. And, you know, I also left a voicemail for the centrist cuck boy known as Josh Gothheimer, reminding him, stop being such a moderate sissy and grow a pair and have a backbone and vote no. And it's really important that you do because... These Congress people, they see something like this as an easy vote. They go like, well, (laughs) we all hate sex trafficking, right? They don't do anything to help sex trafficking victims. They only attack sex workers who operate consensually. Because if you're not operating consensually as a sex worker, then you're not a sex worker. You're a sex trafficking victim. They're different fucking things. So all these laws do are they attack whores and at the same time, while attacking whores, a byproduct of the attacking whores on the internet is it censors the internet and it censors the internet for you. You may not feel it yet, but it's creeping. I told you two years ago it was going to creep up and they're doing it again. This is the next level. We got to put a stop to it. So in the show notes, uh, there's a link to find your reps, give them a call and just tell them, Hey, I hope you will vote no on the earn it act because you support a free and open internet. Okay, everyone, let's go have a chit-chat with uh, my new friend, Reed Anderson. Yeah, it's not always super fun. Yeah, I think I think people assume that's like a fun sex question to ask until you foster an environment of openness, and right. then you learn the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it's rarely good. <laughs> oh, God, that's so brutal. When someone with a vagina comes on here, and uh, you know it's it's fifty fifty. Really, best. I yeah. <laughs> I, I am anecdotally from the women in my life. Fifty is great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're aiming for fifty. Yeah, it's like how was prom night? No, no, not that one either. <laughs> okay, fine, bachelor. No, not none. Of, you can't. They're usually bad. Yeah, stick yeah. to maybe after twenty five. The chances maybe got better. Twenty, it's, yeah, it's a weird world. It really is. It's like <laughs> when you hit twenty six, your auto insurance goes down and you stop getting raped. Like that's <laughs> that's the secret. No one tells you <laughs> <laughs> about getting older. I love that. <laughs> um, by the way, like how'd you? So I, this is something I'm just always very curious about: mm-hmm. is how you pick the new name. 
Oh yeah, so Reed is. I'm, um, I'm sorry to ask, sorry to ask such like a generic basic question. No, but I'm no, always no. Always curious. No, totally. Um, it was super different for me and my girlfriend. Um, I would assume it's different for everyone. I've heard some really cute stories, but mine in particular was, as you know, Reed is my legal last name. Mm. Um, and I always liked being called Reed. I don't know. I thought it was like broing and fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. Um, and then Anderson is my um. It's kind of a little convoluted, but my dad, his father, so my paternal grandfather is a deadbeat. Okay. And so his mother remarried a man named Michael Anderson. So that's like... And he was the good grandpa? Great grandpa. We love that grandpa. <laughs> he was awesome. Um, and I was always honestly kind of bummed that we didn't get his last name and that we had this fucking asshole's <laughs> last name, you know? So it was just, it, it tied nicely together and it sounded well. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I know some trans people who like fucking hate their dead name. Mm-hmm. And I totally respect that. Um, I'm I'm just not one of them. I'm not bummed out to have been Jess Reed. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with the name specifically Jess. Do you have any idea, by the way, I'm sure you know this, but what? it's like how many Jess Reeds there are. An infinite. There's... I couldn't even find <laughs> old know. shit on the first page of Google. No, I there know. There were so many different ones. It's insane. <laughs> the sheer magnitude and um, <laughs> I don't know. It just goes to show how deeply lame my parents are, I guess, <laughs> that they would choose Jessica. Oh, sweet Jesus. But um, yeah, Jessica, it, uh, that does hurt me to say. Oh, I okay. never vibed with Jessica. I mean, it's an incredibly effeminate name. It's yeah. super effeminate. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I <laughs> I would have um, about once every four months, a comic would realize that my... I go by, I went by Jess very publicly mm. and they'd realize that my name is Jessica and they would be so shocked. They would send me an angry message being like, is your name fucking Jessica? What, what, what do you <laughs> fucking know. think? The amount of people who I, one every 20 times I go to the bank, they're like, uh, I say uh, Billy Presida and they're like, I'm sorry, do you have another name on the account? The fuck? <laughs> You mean you mean Billy, the universal sh- nickname for William? What? Unit? What do you think? <laughs> Come on! Why are you breaking my balls right. over William versus Billy? I know. I just want to cash this check. <laughs> I know. I'm and hungry. I know. And they would be like, "Oh, you're a fucking girl." I'm like, "I know." I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> it's part of the problem. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So I had to get rid of that. I was like, no more. I can't fuck around with that anymore. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. Um, it was really just, I picked family names. Sure. Yeah. Well, well welcome on the show, Reed Anderson. Oh, thank you, Billy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. But yeah, you've been holding up. Are you? Do you live with the girlfriend? No. I mean, we're getting close. We got to, <laughs> we see each other every fucking night. I gotta, I gotta back up a little bit, but yeah, we're very, we're very serious. Okay, but we're not living together. Is it new? Is this also a three week shooting star? Or? No, no, we started fucking in January, and it's 
what month is it? September? Almost October now? Yeah. It's the year 2020 is sure. the most I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we were super casual until the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, we kind of like cut ties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then. Who initiates that? Uh, and she why? did. She was going to be in Greenpoint and I was in Bushwick. No. Um, what's the. What's the nice one? <laughs> Fuck, sorry. Clinton Hill. She was going to be living in Clinton Hill with friends, and we were just like, we're not going to be able to see each other. Uh-huh. Um, and we weren't really dating. Like, we weren't really like, uh, how's your day? Like, what are you doing? Mm. Type of vibe. We were just fucking. And she was like, yeah, I don't think this is a great idea. Uh, but yeah, once we went into phase one in like June, we started seeing each other, and then it just was like pretty immediately. Mm. Who reached out to who in June? She reached out to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were just like, yeah. Um, have you were you like waiting for that call, or were you just happy I to get it? Yeah, I, <laughs> I had given up hope for sure. <laughs> I was, I had fully stopped jerking off to her. Um, but no, I was super pumped to get the call. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what was like being single like uh, during quarantine? I was just sad. <laughs> I was there was no hope. I wasn't doing like the like hinge tinder shit. I um honestly just was like furiously trying to make money and just like focus on that and not go hungry. Um I yeah, I wasn't really thinking about trying to hook up. Yeah. Is like the libido also down too, or are you, is are you like do you want these things and you are actively pushing them away? Because like me, I just like wasn't horny for the yeah. first half of this thing. I was like, uh, you know, my girlfriend didn't love it very much, but it was like I I barely wanted to fuck her. I didn't want to fuck anybody. I was right. like, this is sad. yes. I, was, I don't think I jerked off for six weeks. The yeah, first six weeks, I was like, fuck it. I was really sad. <laughs> yeah. I was really sad and really scared, mm. and that doesn't really lend to getting your dick hard right you know (laughs) i was just freaking out i do remember desperately wanting like comfort Mm. and wishing she had she was available for that but no i was not not horny Mm -hmm. for sure and then when june came around i was (laughs) i was really glad that she called uh temperatures rising titties around exactly (laughs) they're everywhere oh my god oh my god dude she started hrt less than two months ago already has tits wait so you both are like transitioning at like the similar times bro yes we met sis yeah see i didn't i oh my god i didn't read the whole Twitter thread. I read like the first one and say like, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you." <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we uh, we met. Sis had like some banging ass gender bender sex. Wait, sis is sis is not trans. Oh no, I thought. Okay, I didn't know if that was like her name. Okay. Gotcha. Oh no, 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 no. That's yeah. not her name. I don't know if she okay. wants to say her name. So, no, sure, that's fine. I was just yeah. <laughs> I was just following. So yeah. So you both came out when about this. She came out literally the day that we met back up. Oh. Yeah. She's like, I have a surprise for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I might have been. I think it was the second person she told. Yeah. Yeah. And then like. What was that like? I mean, I didn't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea it was like I was a second person. I thought she was just like, oh, and also yeah. haven't seen you in a while. And 
I'm trans. And so I was like, oh, cool. Were you surprised? No, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I she was she wasn't very effeminate. It's not like she was flamboyant in any way when mm. she was presenting male. Um, but you know, we did fuck. And it's just fucking different men and women. Mm -hmm. And I've fucked both. And I was like, oh, it feels more like fucking a woman when I'm fucking you. Which was like hot as hell. It was great. I loved it. Um, You said that to her? Oh, yeah. I've told her all this. I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, no. And I remember um, I would have fantasies about, um, like sexual fantasies about her dressed as a woman. Uh, Yeah. So when she came out, I was like, yeah, this makes total sense you're like i have, i'm prepped I'm, re- I'm ready i am ready I've, this is literally a fantasy yeah i told her that and she was like what and i'm like <laughs> yeah you're hot let's go let's do it oh that's fantastic yeah, and then and then how long until you told her that i well i did you identify as sorry did you identify as non-binary like before this i was non-binary okay. for a short amount of time hmm. um i want to say like sit no not even Around but six just months. Just idea, there was something in. But I just wanted to make sure yeah. I, I wasn't making something up. No, but, no, yeah, okay. I was going as non-binary, but not very publicly mm. um, for like six months. Uh, but yeah, just the more I, um, and that was very freeing. That was huge for me. Mm. I I loved experiencing non-binary, and would encourage anyone who has like gender questions to just like try non-binary for a month. And I don't know how to though, because I don't want to change my appearance. And you don't just, have to. That I, is the yeah, beauty yeah, of non-binary. Yeah, I think yes, except when you look like me. I feel like then it's like you better put some kind of makeup or change your shirt. Uh, or so, I, I don't know. I just feel like it, I would not be acceptable and people would think I'm mocking it. I, I completely understand that feeling. And I don't. I also felt the same way, mm. which really held me off from doing it for a long time. Really? Cause yeah, Because you were always time. very... I, I always remember you like fairly butchy in a, in a way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I would I would definitely categorize myself as that. But um, I remember when I came out as non-binary, I was so frustrated that like when my girlfriend came out, there was a very real change that she could look to and point to and be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to dress this way. I'm going to do my hair this way and do my makeup this way. And that's going to communicate to the world. That's how I want to be addressed. That's mm-hmm. my gender. When you be when you come out as non-binary, there's no non-binary clothing. You just have to wear what you have and hope people get the vibe, you know? <laughs> but that's very freeing because mm-hmm. you can act any way you want. You can do whatever you want. It's kind of a get out of jail free card. You can do whatever the fuck you want and be like, I'm non-binary. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Officer, it's okay. I'm exactly. non-binary. <laughs> exactly, though. These are my groceries now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, dude, if you want to wear fucking, I don't know lettuce all over your face like go wild you know that being non-binary really helped me let go of um gender expectations Mm. which i think had been scaring me to become fully masculine Mm -hmm. because as i'm sure you know masculine culture is terrifying (laughs) (laughs) it's really intense So well, well, what were the first? I guess, and this is something I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, with a lot of people, like my ex was is, is gender queer, so like I got to kind of hit them up about questions, like in the moment about it. This is something that as, as I continue to try to like truly understand it. What's the feeling 
like what's the what does that feel like when you kind of realize like i think i'm more like this because my ex was like i just don't always feel like a girl i don't always feel like a boy so what was that internal thing like for you for me and i i really want to emphasize it is so different for everybody for sure but for me i remember being deeply resentful as a child kid before puberty that i was not a boy but not fully understanding what that meant i was just like god why can't i run that fast like why can't i hang out with them why can't i play basketball why can't i make more sense on the dollar (laughs) (laughs) i'm seven these reeses are expensive (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally um but you know uh that eventually got beat out of me and then in my mind i was just like okay so I want to be like that. So what I have to do is just be the smartest person and just like work the hardest so that people will think that I work like a man and that will be the way that I get to the way I want to be perceived. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did that (laughs) through high school. And then if you can believe it in college, I had a complete mental break um, and became a drug addict for many years. (laughs) Yeah. I became a big old drunk um very masculine of you no okay. thank you yeah no i i think so too um and in that time when i was using really heavily gender wasn't really on the forefront of my mind but i that was when i was really wrestling with my sexuality mm-hmm. which is so tied to gender in this weird yeah way um but yeah that's when i um really started considering that i might not be totally straight even though i had slept with women before i was like well it's college (laughs) don't take it seriously Mm. um but then when i got sober this was about two years ago i think my body was just like okay you're financially stable you're not on the cusp of dying or killing yourself we can tackle gender now Mm. and the feeling is just like I I would experience these moments of talking to uh, people and just completely forgetting I'm a woman and being like, why are they addressing me this way? Mm. Why are they talking to me in this manner? And then I would have to snap back and be like, oh, right, I'm a woman. Right. And I, I for so long, would be like, oh, sexism fucking sucks. Like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) This is all bullshit. And not realizing it wasn't just like frustration against the patriarchy. Yeah. It was frustration against my gender. It's funny you say that because sometimes I go like, why, why, why is someone feeling so uh, intimidated by me even though they just met me? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I've always. It's like, why can't I be judged on me and who I am and not based on what all the idiots who look like me did? Totally. I 100% get that. Um, yeah. And it's just, and then very recently, I would say in the last six months, I would, I would be asking myself these questions of like, when you think about being a partner, what do you want to be addressed as? And it was always boyfriend. Would you rather be an uncle or a husband or a grandpa or a dad? And it's like, those, those are the ones I feel mm-hmm. better. And that's what really cinched the deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause otherwise, I mean, when I knew that I wanted to be a boyfriend instead of a partner, that's when I was like, okay, there's no, yeah. what are we doing here? Right. Yeah. You don't like partner? I don't dislike it. Mm. Um, especially for non-binary people, it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Um, but not for me. All right. Yeah. Cool. 
Are you do are you doing uh hormone therapy or I'm starting yeah? I'm starting soon. Yeah. I'm really, really nervous about it. What are you, <laughs> what really are you nervous about? about? I um have I mean as just having lived as a woman in America for as long as I have, you know, you get to see the nasty side of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm afraid to tap into that part of myself. And I feel like testosterone is really going to challenge me in that way mm-hmm. um but god damn it i want a mustache so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't but don't you feel like you kind of have like the cheat codes like you you know because you've been on the right. other side and yeah you can come in and infiltrate <laughs> i hope i mean that's what people keep saying to me mm-hmm. but um i don't know i'm just it's it it really really has held me back um just being afraid of kind of associating myself with uh masculine culture in america fair it's, it's on very, the decline <laughs> very violent and kind of a, a bummer so what what are some of the changes that happen with, when you go on hormone therapy for so taking testosterone yeah on the physical side of things um your um fat distribution changes mm-hmm. um so less fat on the hips and thighs um and just like under skin generally and more in a pot belly area which we'll see how that goes all right and, but, um, and, you, and you get the mustache you get the mustache you get sometimes the hair. the hair i get to lose a lot of my hair <laughs> i'm excited lose to hair? remember that um yeah some trans men do go bald ah yeah because i was talking about like the hair you're gonna get oh i'm gonna get hair baby i see all the personals ads on reddit of like the trans dudes and they mm. got the fo- and i'm like there's so much hairier than me i know i'm very excited about <laughs> very that excited about i'm very that. excited <laughs> uh those are that's all exciting um my voice will drop that'll be sick because I feel like I feel like a lot of times if I am passing with someone, they're waiting for me to talk to know what gender I am, and that's very frustrating. Mm. Um, do, you, but, do you do you get do people sometimes hear you speak and then guess wrong? Oh, one hundred percent. I get mm-hmm. misgendered constantly, right. especially at my job because I'm a server and by the by the patrons, yeah, who just don't know, yeah, yeah, they're not even being rude. They're just yeah. like, yeah, she's they're taking said, their guess, right, 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 right. Um, but you know, how's that feel? It's it sucks. It's just it's just embarrassing for me now. It, yeah. It's just like oh wow, I'm like a really feminine dude. That's like, like it, imagine if you got called she and her all the time. Not since you know I was 13, right? At the at the place I the restaurant I worked at, uh, the guys in the kitchen called me Mucha Chona. Oh wow, which took me an embarrassing amount <laughs> of time. Anyone laughing now who knows their Spanish, <laughs> no. uh, you know took me about this long to figure it out <laughs> oh big pussy i i would laugh and smile and be like ah, ha, ha. yeah so yeah. i haven't been misgendered since 13 but uh okay. but but yeah that's it's, yeah uh, it's not i don't think these people are rude i'm not like you guys aren't woke um it's just embarrassing that i um am so far off the mark from I don't think you're so far i mean maybe it's because i knew you be- before mm, last yeah, time maybe. i saw you it looked very different but you yeah um yeah i really just want to get my tits chopped off that's the big one for me yeah i'm really pumped about that doing the binders no they're really bad for you and my tits are so small anyway it's like what's the point what's bad about the binders um binders by the way do you want to also share for anyone who doesn't know what a binder is oh sure wow 
that's wild to me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so entrenched in my own culture that I'm like, hey, what? of the two of us, I just feel like I shouldn't explain uh, it. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> um, binding is just when you wear um, compression on your breasts to make them look more like a male chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, I mean, it's recommended that you only do it for a couple hours, a couple days a week. You can't, I can't like go to work in a binder. Mm. I mean, you can, it's just bad for your rib cage. I mean, you're really compressing your lungs in a way that's not super healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't today and probably for the rest of the week, I don't need that right now. Um, we'll see where I am in six months. Gotcha. Yeah. And then how's, how's your, I mean, we go to the comfort level you're comfortable with, but like, how is y'all's, you and your girlfriend's relationship as she's also Mm -hmm. going through her own hormone therapy? It's a lot. Like, is there, (laughs) cause like, cause like right now during COVID, I feel I have to remind me myself, I have to remind my girlfriend. I, and I feel like I say it on the show. It's like, I think we need to have a lot of extra grace with each other. Cause like, tensions are high Mm -hmm. things are abnormal Mm -hmm. like i don't want to break up with someone over covid right because maybe in a non-covid situation that totally wouldn't have been a breakup whatever right so i gotta imagine that there might need do you think there's some extra grace that you both are going to need to have with each other as the chemical personalities might go through some fluctuation yeah especially when it's both of you right well, luckily, she started HRT a couple months before me. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we were both barging out the door at the same time. Um, and yeah, I mean, being the partner of someone going through a trans- transition is just difficult. It's just difficult and weird um, and beautiful and super rewarding. And mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. Uh, she's really fucking doing it in a way that i couldn't it took me so much longer to come out than her um and i'm constantly impressed with her but it is it's hard and weird there's no other way to say it she's um estrogen is one hell of a drug uh and it makes you much more emotional than you used to be Mm. which in some aspects is great um but in other aspects it's just hard to cope with it's hard to gain new aspects of uh, your emotional toolkit, I guess. Yeah. Cause my understanding is that like when you start taking the, the tea, that's going to, you know, also mess with your psychology, yeah. at least for a little bit. And I can't imagine what, how you bring that dynamic into a relationship and, and how that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we will yeah. fucking see. Yeah. I don't know. I, and we have talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's one of my greatest fears that, going on and it's the reason why i've waited so long is that being on testosterone will not only alienate her but my friends Mm -hmm. you know i could be i don't know to what extent it will change my personality um and it it concerns me but watching her on estrogen it hasn't really changed her okay that in the dramatic way that i was afraid of it just she like reacts to things differently but she doesn't experience things or have different interests or anything like that um yeah and the reactions are it's just it's it's so hard to verbalize because they're not my emotions mm-hmm. um but that's okay i just i would do you imagine like you might have to say you know if you know you react to something in a way that you maybe normally wouldn't you have to be like mm-hmm. oh sorry that must be the tea like is there kind of this understanding of Hey, like mm. some things are going to be different outside of our control, and let's like not 
jump to conclusions on stuff that makes us uncomfortable. Or yeah, whatever. I I would say that we haven't had to have that explicit conversation, mm-hmm. but it's definitely implied. Okay. Um, to be honest, she's so much happier on estrogen. Yeah. She was kind of uh, miserable before, unknowingly, unknown. She was depressed and upset. Depressed and, she didn't and know thinking why. this is what it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so now she's just so glad to be out. And she really is better on estrogen. That's I, fantastic. Yeah. It really is wild how different it, it it's different, but it's not. She's more comfortable in her body now. And I think that just makes her it it absolutely just makes her more happy. So I'm I'm hoping the same will happen for me. Um, but I'm also ready to fucking stop it the second it makes me. I, the one side effect of testosterone that I'm really concerned about is it pumps up the anger, mm-hmm. and I'm already furious most of the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm concerned about that. And the second, the second I get unduly angry with her or anyone in my life, um, I'm gonna have to like really sit down and think about if it's worth it to me. Mm-hmm. I like don't know. you would consider stop doing the tea to if it if it was having an adverse effect on you. For sure, yeah, a mustache is not worth scaring people. Yeah, and in Brooklyn, I mean, we, come on, we're all penciling it in these days. It right, seems. I, that's what I see around. Yeah, uh, just for fun. <laughs> so, so you're two years sober. Two years sober, yeah. Wonderful. And did you see any shifts in your like sex and dating behavior, like from you know non sober you to Oh sober. my god! Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> everything. Don't apologize. <laughs> I haven't been on a stage since early March. I'm just happy for anyone to laugh in front of me. Oh my god! <laughs> I so understand that feeling. Um, yeah, no, sex was radically different. Yeah, the second I got sober, I a lot of people are shocked when I say this, but I think before I got sober, I had only had sober sex. It couldn't have been more than 10 times in my life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just for like frame of reference, how old are you again? I'm 28. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So this would have been when I was 26 and yeah. I had been sexually I didn't active. know if you were down in like the, the Anya camp of age. No, no, so no, no, was, no. Was, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, is that one of the off topics? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm very... I get that a lot. People say that I look younger than I am, which is crazy because yeah. I smoked like a chimney and drank like a fish for many, many years. Oh. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What changed? What was different? I Okay, well, it's kind of sad, but it's important, I guess to say. When I was having sex as a drunk woman constantly, it just felt unsafe. Sure. So I really associated sex with being unsafe. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a thing I did to make my partner like me or to make someone I wanted to like me like me. And I felt so deeply unlovable and i thought sex could make me be lovable and like eventually it would lead to some sort of happiness and stability but uh it did not and you were and and were you like you were getting laid or dating like it wasn't like you yeah right and i keep trying to tell like especially in celly type dudes uh it's like sex isn't gonna make you happy like i am a sad clown (laughs) 
I do the sex. Yeah. Enough that you all think that I'm whatever and uh, I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> sex can actually make you sadder. <laughs> <laughs> Like sometimes a, sometimes it really can i left a hotel orgy once in tears uh wow. you know it just because sometimes <laughs> it's not the fucking answer everybody no it really isn't <laughs> and it sometimes can it really exacerbate the problems that you're trying yeah. to run away from um yeah i definitely used sex as a crutch uh-huh. in those times um and it was awful and sad and i had a really bad relationship with it i kind of hated it um but I was also, you know, in my mid-20s and just horny as hell. A lot of conflicting feelings mm-hmm. during that time. Um, and then when I got sober, um, I had, like, sober and so fully consensual sex. And what was that revelation like? It was, it was crazy. It was, it was kind of unnerving. It shook me, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. How so? I... Had just had this relationship with sex before that was really. Do you know anything about Al Anon? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Familiar. Yeah. The whole thing with Al Anon is like you do all these things to please your partner or whoever this type of behavior is aimed at um, and just push down all of your resentments towards them and towards their not appreciating all of these things until you explode. Mm hmm. And I really had that relationship with sex where it's like I would have sex with these people because I thought it was what they wanted and I thought it would make them love me more. Um, and I just like deeply, deeply resented them for it. Hmm. And then when I had sex sober, I was like, oh, oh, this is great. <laughs> do people do this all the time? People do this all the time. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it, that was what was freeing. It was that sex doesn't mean anything unless I want it to, mm-hmm. you know? There's mm-hmm. no ends. I'm not chasing something. I'm just getting my nut. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was great. Yeah. And then after that, I've had nothing but great sex. Yeah. yeah. Nothing but sober sex. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I highly recommend. <laughs> Me as well. Although when I like I didn't start regularly smoking weed until like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And when I finally started like having sex when high, mm-hmm. when I can muster up the energy to do it. Sure. Oh gosh, was that great? It really? Was, it honestly felt like somewhat of a uh, the revelation you had where really? I go like, do people normally do this? This feels incredible. <laughs> I remember the first time like I masturbated high, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> why is this not the norm? <laughs> why did they tell? Why did Dare tell me not to do this? Because oh, this wow. is great. <laughs> oh wow, I never. <laughs> I never. I don't do any it. other jokes. Uh, sorry, I don't do any other drugs. But mm. uh, so marijuana's the only thing I partake in. But mm-hmm. when I when I tried that and mixed in the sexuality, I was like, oh, hell yeah, pleasant, dude, fun, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I think honestly, if you have a healthy relationship with drugs, you can probably have a healthy relationship with drugs and sex as well. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, so it wasn't. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, were Were you dating at the time that you got sober? Oh, it was my rock bottom. <laughs> okay. Okay, sure. It was such an awful relationship that um, when I got out of it, I was like, I have to quit drinking, so I'm never in a relationship like that again. Okay, so so the rock bottom relationship was the impetus to get sober. Yeah, I okay. mean that... I was curious if maybe like you get sober and then realize like, oh, fuck this person. Oh, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no. Mm. No, I was drunk the entire time we were together. Um, we were just like chasing each other to the bottom. It was it was a 
the oof, it was bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I for a couple months when I was getting sober, I, I think I only had like two hookups. Did you um, do the whole thing where you like took that first year? You know, AA, no. no. <laughs> Every time I see that in like a TV show, they go like, "Oh, well, you know, when you're in the program, the first year, we really encourage you don't do that." And I'll be like, yeah, "Who okay. the fuck is doing that? I don't know okay. a single person sure. who did that." <laughs> you're sober for the first time. It's like such an exciting time in your life. Yeah, you gotta fuck. You have to. It's you have so much energy. You're instantly a better version of yourself. Like you're gonna just be more attractive to yes. people. Your skin clears up. You lose weight. You look hot. Sober people are hot. Go to any AA me- like any AA meeting, especially in New York City, <laughs> chocked full of hotties, and everyone's fucking. Uh, you know what? The the gamblers' honest meetings not nearly as hot. Really? <laughs> Let me tell you that much. <laughs> I believe that. Ooh, when a, I believe it. When a few times, never saw a hottie. <laughs> wow! Like, <laughs> wow! Just a lot of sad older people who sure. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I fucking bet. Gambling is the one addiction that scares me the most. Oh, it's it's a bad one. It's really bad. Uh, I'm like semi grateful for COVID. I'm not like sports betting for this mm-hmm. football season because I'm like. What season? I don't like we. I don't know how long this is gonna last. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like lose money and then they cancel the season week five and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. So it's like, I, and I can't go to a casino in good conscience. So it's right. actually like kept me from really gambling much. That's great. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I know. I can't tell you it's four, but <laughs> <laughs> many people that I know have gotten sober mm-hmm. or quit smoking during COVID. Yeah, because they're. Yeah, it's just been, I came out as a fucking man. Like, people are being introspective during this time. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of introspection. A lot of introspection. Too much? Yeah. <laughs> Is it too much? Uh, <laughs> I mean, like... It's arguably always too much for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I, I do, no, as in, as in I do, like, I do too much introspection mm-hmm. and should, like, tone it back so I can, like, enjoy at least some of life. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm also an anxious wreck at yeah. all times. <laughs> what are we, comedians? <laughs> I don't know what that is anymore. It's yeah, been a while. <laughs> I don't know. I did a Zoom show the other day. Oh, gosh. And this is where I'm at. I loved it. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I got anyone to laugh at me. This is the best thing that's ever happened. I forgot how good it felt. To, like, make people laugh? Yeah. Yeah. It was... It's so weird trying to find, like, other ways for humor. I truly don't think live comedy shows... Outside of maybe stuff in the park where it truly is like space now, I just don't think they should be happening. I'm like, no. I'm, I'm in a small camp, it seems like on Facebook, but like everyone's fighting for like clubs to reopen. I'm like, fucking why? That's insane. But so uh, I use like my weekly Zoom therapy, it's group. Mm-hmm. I have Zoom group therapy. So like I just try, if I can get one oh. laugh out of people in therapy, oh, hell yeah. The group therapy laugh or making your therapist laugh mm-hmm. is like one of the. Oh, fucking it's so great. Best ones. Absolutely. Because they're all trying not to. They don't want to. He was trained not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if if Lee Shapiro fucking giggles just a little bit, mm-hmm. something I said, I'm like, yeah. Oh, God. That'll get you through a day. I was like, I'll tip you now. <laughs> this is well worth the price. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I have to get a new therapist. Yeah? Yeah. Now that I'm a dude. And why why do you want to switch therapists? Well, I got, I don't know. She does. Is she one of those feminist man hater therapists? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> well, kind of. No. Um, 
That was another thing. I definitely do um, have deep resentments towards cis men. And so it was weird to be like, oh, I guess mm-hmm. maybe I am a man. Yeah. <laughs> that was just really awkward. All of my comedy is about hating men. But anyway, yeah. I mean, do, do, do any of your like... I don't know. I don't know a better way to phrase it. But like, do any of you like your feminist beliefs? Maybe have any of them come into question, or are you thinking about them through different lenses now hmm. versus maybe a year ago? Yes. No. No. In terms of, I believe everything I thought before. Okay. But now being on the other side, I understand men's um, aggravation towards having to hear and deal with it all the time. Mm. Um, if that what do you mean? What do you mean by that? I, you know, I, I have now I've been out for two weeks as a man <laughs> and have already had women say that my feminism is not good enough for, yeah, <laughs> 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 for like small, um transgressions i guess like, like one what, of them and one tweet i referred to myself as a trans man and my girlfriend as a trans girl okay and someone tried to drag me for that and it's like oh, you have what? no idea how much thought i put into this wait what was the problem well to refer to my girlfriend as a girl and myself as a man can be seen as patronizing and infantilizing his girlfriend, boyfriend. We we just don't say man friend, woman friend. Okay. Yeah. And look, I, I I do I do believe in what Janet Hyde won't stop talking about. Okay. <laughs> I do believe in the like you know okay like I do try to use woman as much as possible, but it's also like that girlfriend and boyfriend is what it is. <laughs> I that the I see that's what I'm trying to say. Like I completely understand where Janet Hyde is coming from. Or whoever. Yeah. She's not the only person who is. Um, she's just the one who like uh, had taught me that. That's yes. Yes. She. She's the one that brought that up to me as well. And it's a good point. Um, but I mean, I had had an entire conversation with my girlfriend about like, do you feel comfortable with me doing this? Yeah. Is it okay? Do you like being referred to as a girl? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, and so... I do understand how men could get resentful of this kind of criticism all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also agree with Janet. So it's a it's a weird spot yeah. to be in, for sure. I think it's like, yeah, I get like we're frustrated, but and also like good for like fine. I don't know. Like I understand people being upset and I go like, I think you should just be someone's like, I don't know. I'm too nervous to do this, this and this at work. I'll be like, all right good i mean yeah. i think that's better than when you didn't feel scared to do the things and you right. did right <laughs> right like i would rather there be an overreaction and for some people to be frustrated and no one to feel scared yeah that is a really good trade-off to me yeah. um it's a false choice but also it's a that's just that's what it is right now and it'll, that, it'll swing yes, back yes that seems like the best case scenario to me in the current environment that mm-hmm. we're in um and so i'm more than more than willing. Have have you that. been uh, have you been dragged for anything else in your two weeks of manhood? Yeah, <laughs> um, I called someone a cunt. 
Can you not? Can you not? Can I you not call people not, cunts anymore? I'm not allowed to anymore. You gave up your cunt card. <laughs> I gave it up. Oh no! I didn't know. It's such a good one. I, I feel know. like it's one of the I'm few gonna, benefits you know. of womanhood is you get to call cunt and no one really yells at you. I know. <laughs> I will miss it. I will miss it dearly. I mean, I say still use it. I'm just saying now you will be yelled at for it. Too. Right? Yeah. No. I. Um, that I. Well, I'm not gonna lie. There was a little thrill when they were like, "You don't get to say that," and I was like. Oh. You go like I feel seen. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's sort of like um I did have a tweet go viral and I had a couple people in there call me a faggot and I was like mm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um but then I felt bad because they were misgendering my girlfriend and I was Blah. like, Okay, how do I feel? Da, da, da. Nah. Yeah. Okay. And th- and this relationship now is like you'd call it what, like three, four months, right? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Very very solid. And you're already like, oh, we're very close to moving in together. No, no. not really. Like, I just mean the amount of time that we spend together. Sure. Is, I just would like COVID going on. What the fuck else am I? I don't have anything to do but hang out with her. So, so. What, what have you all been doing under quarantine? Not nothing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's, yeah. We are so heterosexual. Our relationship is exactly like everyone. It's so... Oh, we I didn't. Movies. I didn't mean like. Oh, what are the queer? What does the queer couple do during oh, quarantine? Okay. <laughs> I mean, like literally, like what are you doing under quarantine? I'm just curious what couples are doing. I'm looking for date night ideas. Oh, sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, bro, if you've got any, let me know. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, the drive-ins yeah. are closing now. We did go to a drive-in movie. Isn't that nice? It was it's a so good date. Fun. You can yeah. sneak a hand job in. It's great. No. I I did. You did? I did. Oh, yeah. I was. <laughs> so we went upstate and Megan like started one. And mm-hmm. then like I like I got spooked, which is weird because like I advocate for public sex. Yeah. And yet in this situation, I was like, I don't know how many kids are nearby. They were playing E.T. on the screen behind us. So I uh, kind of aborted the mission halfway through. Uh, but you you did that? I yeah. <laughs> I, really, I yeah. I don't know. It was it was such a fun like. I didn't get to be a boy in high school. You didn't get to be a girl in high school. We're going to go to the drive-in and I'm I'm going to feel you up moment. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so great. Yeah. I loved it. Highly recommend. What were you seeing? Oh, God. Friday the 13th. <laughs> okay. That's a very high school Very high school. Type of movie. Absolutely. Super sexy. I had no idea Kevin Bacon was like almost naked in that movie. He was. He looked great. Yeah. I have not seen. I'll have to give a peek for oh, science yeah. you know yeah absolutely i talk about sex for a living i feel like that means you need to know what kevin bacon looks like open almost naked yeah it's um i already know what orlando bloom looks like because they forced me to look at work uh, but what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, i used to work as a fact checker at a celebrity gossip magazine oh like in touch weekly life and style oh. so basically anything on a page i got i had to check anything that is a fact being stated mm-hmm. had to be checked so that can be dates of birth um, but that could also be, okay, Zach Efron admitted to substance abuse, so we can't use the word cocaine. We have to say substance abuse because he didn't say cocaine. Okay. Stuff like, right? Got it, got it, Range got of it. things like that. So we print uh, like a small item on some page of like what celebrities are up to. Orlando Bloom is paddleboarding naked. Okay. Uh, this was like a very uh, popular news story How years could ago. How could it not be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's paddleboarding naked. We run it with like a star over his his junk. Mm-hmm. And then in the thing, they say whatever the fuck they say about Orlando Bloom, but they did say uh, that he's uncircumcised. Uh, uh, uh. 
Now, nothing when they say uncircumcised editorially, it served no purpose. Mm-hmm. This was not a small piece where we're like, and we're so shocked he's uncircumcised. They just stated it as if they were saying the length. Like, so now it has become a fact as being stated. God damn it. We have the thing over it. I have to now go into the program where we have all the photos that are used on the pages and go zoom in on Orlando Bloom's dick. Oh my God. To confirm he's uncircumcised. Because I can't let, because we can't state he is if he's not. And uh, I have to go, yeah. So I go, I zoom in. I am on a work computer. I am zooming in on Orlando Bloom's dick. And I'm like, looks uncut to me. All right, cool. Uh, All right, we can pass this page along. Oh my God. (laughs) It seemed unnecessary to have to do at work, but whatever. Then later that fucking day. So sometimes. Pages change. Uh-huh. If they make changes to a page, it gets sent back to the fact-checking department. Right. Uh, so I got this page sent back to me because they made an edit. And they um, they removed no. the uncircumcised no. line, which already was unnecessary, but now they've removed it. So now my the whole me zooming in on a really – it's one of those big you know, IMAX. Oh, my the, God. <laughs> like the ones you only see in offices. Yeah, zoomed in real big on my big fucking screen in front of the whole office is Orlando Bloom's dick, and I never had to do it because they took it out. Classy. Classy. Do you think they were trolling you? I was like, look, I don't mind looking at dicks. I see dicks. I will, you know, go to a party if that has dicks around. Sure. Uh, But don't make me look at this at work. Right. (laughs) A little bit. Oh, man. Reed, thank you so much for for coming over and chatting. This yeah, is this, this is, is also fun. the longest conversation you and I have ever had. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but this was great. You know, Reed, where can people go find you? I assume there's some. Di- have you changed all the handles? Oh, I changed them, They're baby. Hand- <laughs> Hell yeah! It's actually perfect for this podcast. They're all Reed Anderson sex. Reed, did you did you have any? I can't imagine Reed Anderson was available. No, it was not. No. So I tacked on sex because I thought it was <laughs> fucking rock and roll. <laughs> you say that now and then four years, like Disney comes along and wants to hire you and they'd be like, you're verified with sex in your <laughs> handle. I'm like, yeah, baby. You were like, I thought it was fun shit. back then. I don't know. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, folks, go, go, go check them out over there. And, uh, you know, why don't you go ahead and say uh, goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, come on. You know you're going to go follow Reed right now. Ah, You know you want to see what he's putting out out there. Uh, And we want to know what you thought about this week's show. And the best way to do that is on the social media, giving us a shout out and giving us some tags. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. And I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. And my shadow band on Instagram right now? Yep. All the more reason why you got to type out my entire handle. Because due to legislation like FOSTA-SESTA... (laughs) professional sex talkers like me keep getting censored who would have thought uh of course you should go smash that like button on the man whore podcast facebook fan page if you want to get some fun sex positive memes or get yourself some man whore merch oh is there a different type of content you wanted to see from me moi little old cute blue eye baby boy me Mm, sounds like you need to be following me on the OnlyFans. And luckily for you, it's free to follow. Just head on over to OnlyFans.com slash call me Billy. Last but certainly not least, I would love for you to join our fan whore community on Patreon. Connect with like-minded listeners in our Facebook group. 
or while sharing nudes in the peep show, or maybe you're going to come by for the man whore munch on October 18th. Become a member today and support the podcast that you love at patreon.com slash man podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash man podcast. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, everybody. Please call your senators. Please call your reps. I promise. I promise that if we do it with good force, it makes a difference, especially for some bullshit piece of legislation like the Earn It Act. They don't actually love this thing themselves. They don't care about it that much. They're just afraid to vote no. And when you call in droves, it gives them permission to do the right thing. Check the show notes for a link to how you can find your rep's contact info and stay slutty. The Man War Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR.